Welcome to Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we talk about how we can live the gospel every day, no matter who we are, where we live, and what our circumstances are. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living the Gospel. I'm Julia. And I'm Kathy. And today we have our good friend, Sam Petka, with us. Hi, Sam. Hi. And thanks very much for agreeing to talk with us today. Thank you for inviting me. It's nice to be with you again. So the last few weeks, we've been doing this What Does the Bible Say series. And today is actually the last episode in that series. Sam, when I mentioned to you that we were doing this series and asked you to join us for this particular episode, you said to me that it would be interesting to have a conversation about the need for a personal discovery journey in the Bible. And I like that that phrase, a personal discovery mm. journey in the Bible. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you were thinking there? Yeah, the, Jesus said in one place, he said, I have many things to say to you. So think of that that to be made aware and keen to the fact that the Bible has something to say to me. Hmm. It has something to say to me about how, how I shall live in this time that we're in right now. Many people call it a difficult time, but God hasn't exited stage left. <laughs> God is <laughs> right, there, right there in the center, and he has something to say to me. Hmm. And the Word of God, the Bible, has many good things that I can learn from how I should conduct myself in this time. Yeah. So today's, like Kathy said, this is the last episode from our series about what does the Bible say. And today this is going to be a really good one, I feel. Um, what does the Bible say about being a disciple is today's theme. Yep. So we thought maybe to start just by kind of defining what is a disciple? Yeah, well, a disciple is an apprentice, right? A learner. That's the, I would say, the simple definition of a disciple. So if I want to learn something, then there's a very basic underlying um, truth that I must accept, and that is that I don't know as I should. Hmm. So in order to learn something new, in order to be apprentice. I have to unlearn what I think I know. All right. Otherwise, why would I want to learn something new if I already know? And so a disciple is one whose whole attitude of mind is, I don't know as I should know, but I want to know like the master knows. That's an inner attitude of mind that nothing is more precious to me than to know what Jesus wants me to do. There's nothing more precious to me. I give up every other attitude of mind. Hmm. And then, like you talked about a disciple being someone who learns, but there's more to it than that, isn't it? Also that you learn in order to follow, right? That's exactly right. That Otherwise, you're not a disciple. Like when I think about being a disciple, the first verse that I kind of think about is that is what's written in Luke 9, verse 23, where it says, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Mm. Right? Like that kind of is Jesus summing up what it means to be a disciple, mm. actually. Yeah. But Sam, can you tell us a little bit more about what that means to deny myself and take up my cross daily? 
Jesus said it also very simply, or it's written about him in Hebrews, when he said, here I am, a body you've given me, O God, to do your will. Mm. So then that's what he had to learn when he was in the body. So to, uh, And we know his prayer in the garden. He said, nevertheless, not my will. So to deny myself and take up my cross, that means I have to suffer the loss of my own will. Hmm. And that's why discipleship, uh, people turn away from discipleship. But that's not our intention. Our intention, our calling, our purpose in life is that we shall learn to suffer the loss of something that is loss hmm. and lay hold of something that has eternal value. So hmm. to deny myself, take up my cross, that is to say this, not my will, but yours be done. Right. Right. And then he, Jesus actually follows up that verse in Luke with, in Luke 9.24 with, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. But you, so you said there, Sam, that, um, that Jesus' prayer was not my will, but your will be done, and that God had prepared a body for him. So actually... Jesus himself had to give up everything and follow what God was speaking to him. So he was actually the first disciple. Yeah, absolutely he was. And he, that's why he can say, follow me, because he was the perfect disciple. He lived in such a way that all the fullness of God came and dwelt in him bodily. And then he turned and said, follow me. So that's why we are so filled with the spirit of faith, because it's he who perfected discipleship that turned and said to us, follow me. Mm. And then he said there in, in Matthew 11, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart. Which human being, according to their nature, is meek and lowly of heart? But he understood that by being meek and lowly of heart, the Father, through the eternal Spirit, could speak into his life those things that would never die. The Word of God, which lives and abides forever, came to, into his body, in other words, into his conduct, into his daily attitude, through that eternal Spirit. The, the words of the Father came into him, and they directed his life according to the Father's will. And he couldn't have done that. That's why it's prophesied about him in Isaiah that he awakens my ear morning by morning to hear as a learner, to hear something that I hadn't understood until now. And that's the, the, the meek and lowly heart is open to those eternal words from God. And that's why the Bible is, I mean... The theme of this or the this series is what does the Bible say? Oh, think of the enthusiasm that we can be filled with. Like we 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 sometimes think about the the explorers that came from Europe to North America, and then and then these these people they they did unbelievable things, 
in, in pressing across the North American continent, and many of them alone or just with two or three. And what was it that drove them to do this? There's something around the next corner that I've never seen. There's something new over the next hill. Think to be that kind of a person with regard to being a disciple. Jesus has something to say to me about how this person just said something evil about me. But now Jesus has something to say to me how about, about how I can conduct myself in return. Yeah. Don't, don't repay evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. Think, think of that land that lies open before us to explore in our daily circumstances. How can I feel what the Bible says about that? Hmm. It becomes such an, like you said, or like you referred to this, this journey through the Word of God, this personal, uh, what hmm. did you call it? I forget. Personal well, discovery journey. <laughs> yeah, not just a journey into the Word of God, but a journey into the new life that it brings me into. Yes, exactly. As, as an individual, as a person, as someone God created to be very unique and be who you are, but in, his, in and according to His will. That's what makes it. That's what the, the eternal spirit has something to say to me in my temporal situations. It's awesome. Yeah. And that eternal spirit, that is the spirit that was in Jesus in the days of his flesh. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And it's like it's written about him that who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. So to be a disciple of that man is a huge lofty goal. Like that's oh. really something to reach out for. Yeah. Fantastic. Who when he was reviled did not revile again. Just think to let that word work in us. Yeah. yeah. You could be busy with just that one thing for the rest yeah. of your life. <laughs> I, think so. I think so. But that's the life we're supposed to follow. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's who we are a disciple of. Yeah. So that's what we also need to learn and do in our own lives, right? Yeah. yeah. And we think about, yeah, what is it for me to be a disciple? Like I I think um and we've heard before that at church that this this verse here in Galatians 2:20 is quite possibly the most powerful personal testimony ever given. And that was Paul, just a man, his personal testimony that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that is the level of discipleship that we can, that we too can can partake of. Mm. Yeah. And that's where, like if it says there in First John um, 2, verse 6, he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. That's the life of a disciple, to learn to walk just as he walked. In his circumstances, when his own human will was challenged, what did he do? And that's yeah. where we can... That's why we need to know the scriptures. And Jesus said to the Jews in one place, he said, you search the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, but you won't come to me, he said. Hmm. And this to come to him is to walk in that same attitude that he walked in. Which means when I meet my own will, the sin of my own flesh, I am also to overcome it, right? Hmm. Yeah. And that's also when uh, what he said there in connection with with um, not my will but yours be done. There was a 
as what can you call it, a, an absolute honesty. He said, Father, if possible, let this cup pass from me. Mm. And there you see his own will. Mm. He, he revealed to us that he was honest about his human will. Mm. And that's, that's required of a disciple. We have to be honest with ourselves. I don't like this. I don't want this. But there's something I want, and that is to be like him. Mm. When he returns, I want to be like him. Mm. And therefore, it says everyone who has that hope, he cleanses himself in 1 John 3. Everyone who has that hope cleanses himself just or purifies himself just as he is pure. And that purification came when Jesus said, nevertheless. You see there, he dropped his own will and said yes to the will of the Father. Regardless of the suffering. The suffering did not determine his choice. His choice was determined on what does God want me to do? And mm. that's that's what he chose every time. He never, ever failed. He never, ever chose his own will above the Father's will. Mm. And now we are to walk that way. And what? I think that goes back to what you said again previously about if if that is the most precious thing to me, if Jesus is the most precious thing to me, and I, I have that hope, that when he is revealed, I will be like him, yeah. like is written in First John 3, 2. If I yeah. have that hope in me, then I purify myself just as he is pure because he is more precious to me than getting my own will, yeah. than, than giving in to the sin in my flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Paul says that same thing in Philippians 3, that I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish so that I may gain yeah. Christ. Yeah. Anyone wants to know about discipleship, read Philippians chapter 3. It lays it out step by step. This has gotten me really excited to think about this as an exploratory journey, like you were saying there, Sam. Mm. Like, what, what's the next thing? What's over the next hill? Because you can think of these, the sufferings that we have to go through. Like you said, we don't love them for the sake of suffering. But the fact that we go through the suffering, we go over the next hill to whatever the next thing God wants to lead us to. That's really exciting. And then you know, what is the end goal for a disciple ultimately? Well, and I think it's that that we talked about, that one day he will be revealed and we will be like him, right? Right. When you think about how he dealt with people like we were talking, he didn't revile again. And at first, it's something that we learn to, you could say, control. We we hold it inside, reviling or irritation or but it says that if we cleanse ourselves if we purify ourselves we shall be like him and Mm. what was he like his love for god and his love for people gained power over all those retaliatory reactions in the human nature they absolutely he absolutely crushed those things so that they had no there was no possibility for that to come out of his body. Because it was dead, right? It was dead. It was crucified, like you read there. I am crucified. This I that wants to be right, this I that wants to know, this I that wants to fix the others, this that I that is actually self-exaltation and ego, 
that exalts itself over other people and there, thereby disqualifies me as a servant for those people. So that I is crucified. In other words, I hate that stuff. And then the door opens up for me to learn to be like him until mm. I am like the master, it says. Mm. It's mm. not enough for a disciple until he is like the master. In other words, that stuff has no source of energy or strength within me. There's nothing left there. And mm. that's our goal. Mm. That's the purpose of discipleship. All right. It just made me think of this one verse that's been really good for me recently. Um, I think it's Psalm 117. Nope. There are only two verses in Psalm 117. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to take more of a personal discovery journey into my Bible. <laughs> okay, it's Psalm 17 that I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. Oh, yeah. And that verse has been so oh. good for me. Like, nothing else will satisfy me. Yeah. As a disciple, nothing is going to satisfy me mm. until I awake in his likeness. And that's not something that's just going to happen, like, boom, one day in the blink of an eye. You know, like, when, we're, when we get to heaven, that one day I'm going to be in his likeness. But it's because of this disciple life that I'm living here on earth where I am taking up my cross and overcoming one by one as I meet these things from my flesh, taking up my cross as we read and denying myself that I am being transformed into his likeness, right? Yeah. There is no more exciting or fulfilling or interesting life to live for a human being. This is by far the top of the top of a life's experience in this world. Mm. By following him, we become like him. Mm -hmm. And this is where our first love for Jesus Christ must be burning. Everything else is of no value to me except to be awakened in his likeness and to be able to love people the way he does, and to be able to do good to the others the way he would have me do it. That's the greatest thing on earth. Jesus has become our forerunner, and now we are afterrunners, hmm. and we can do live as he lived and learn of him. And that's the fulfillment of a disciple life. Hmm. And then the end result of everything is that I am like him and I'm with him yeah. for all eternity. <laughs> yeah. And comfort one another with these words. We shall be with him. And I th so I think maybe just to sum up a little bit, what does the Bible say about being a disciple? I think it's pretty clear that a disciple is not just someone who admires and is thankful for what Jesus did for us, but is someone who follows him on the way that he opened for us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point, uh, so that uh, what we read in the Bible doesn't just remain knowledge. It, it, it outlines a way of life for us. And it becomes life in us. Mm -hmm. And becomes life in us, yeah. 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 So we've pulled out a few verses here in this episode, um, what's written about being a disciple, but I would encourage you as we said to take your own personal discovery journey here and and open up your Bible and sit and read for yourself. What does the Word of God have for me? What do I need to learn about being a disciple? And pray 
along with Paul, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, because we need revelation through the spirit. We can't we can't come to this life by just studying, but we need to read the word of God with this in mind. God, give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation, which can reveal to me what you actually meant for me with these words. That's quite a journey. It's incredible. But I think we need to wrap up for now. <laughs> um, so we want to thank you very much, Sam, for joining us today and just bringing out these truths as you have and for your heart to to show people the, the way. So thank you very much for that. Thank you very much. This has been good to think about. And Peter said mm -hmm. we need to have our pure minds stirred up. So thanks a lot. And just a reminder to our listeners, if this episode was good for you to share it with your friends and share it with someone who you think it would be a benefit for. Okay, thanks again, everyone. We'll see you next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.